Hey everybody, welcome into Indianapolis and Lucas Oil Stadium, the home of a fourth consecutive Big Ten championship for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Almost certainly going to punch a college football playoff bid as well for the Buckeyes. That's a conversation for tomorrow. Today, it was 22 to 10 over Northwestern. I don't think that's the kind of game berm that anybody really expected, but it's still a rapid reaction brought to you by Byers Auto of a Buckeyes win and a title game. That feels pretty familiar. Everything else was a little more strange. Yeah, and at the risk of pissing people off, because I say this pretty much every week, a win is a win is a win is a win in 2020. And yes, the Buckeyes should have played better. Like, they're not going to make excuses for that first half. Basically, for those first three quarters, Justin Fields had excuses he could have made. The Buckeyes have excuses they could have made. Playing without their first three safeties, for example, could have been an, uh, an excuse. Um, but, you know, the defense rose to the occasion in the second half. Trey Sermon, I mean, had the best day any Ohio State running back has ever had. <laughs> and that is not hyperbole. The single best day in Ohio State football history as a running back. Um, you know, and sometimes you just have to get through it. And I, it seemed like I was joking all week. I'm like, I love Pat Fitzgerald and what Northwest. They play very good, solid football. They are not as good as Ohio State. This is one of those games where you see it. Like the Buckeyes got outplayed today. They probably got out coached, and they won by 12 points against a pretty good team. Yeah, and when you say a win is a win, that goes doubly when there's a trophy on the yeah. line, a championship. They're not going to come easily. And then you throw the fresh batch of adversity in it. You know, you, you heard Ryan Day bring this up as uh, they're tearing down and getting ready for the Colts tomorrow, moving on quickly. You would have never known that by not yeah. taking the uh, logos off the field today, but I, I, I digress. Um, so to speak. Yeah, so you look at this, and Ryan Day hinted at that, that some of the changes they had to make came late in the week. They knew Chris Olave was going to be out. They had planned for that. Jackson Smith and Jigba, who was also on the available, unavailable list, availability report on Saturday morning, that's another big piece. You have to assume that he was going to be playing a lot more snaps for the Buckeyes as they were practicing for this game. So you take those pieces out. You take Baron Browning out of the equation. You lose a, a punter, uh, which credits to Zach Hoover for stepping up in a walk-on situation. We can we can name a bunch of guys who did that. And that but, happened on Friday. Yes. So the Buckeyes lost their punter on Friday. Today, they walk into the stadium today and expect Marcus Hooker and Ronnie Hickman to play. And then both of them can't play because of injuries. They're not the COVID issues, but then you're all of a sudden, well, <laughs> what, what do we do now? I mean, it, it's just been this curse of 2020 and everyone's dealing with it and the Buckeyes just keep fighting through it. I don't think that people can truly understand how difficult these situations are um, when you've played three games in the last six weeks and, and you just really have no idea from day to day who's going to play. So the offense was losing those key pieces and Chris Olave is one of the best wide receivers in America. Uh, Baron Browning is one of the most valuable playmakers that, that Ohio State can have because he can play so many different positions, which he proved two weeks ago at Michigan State. Uh, Drew Crispin, we know his value on special teams. The coaching staff. Brian Hartline and Al Washington were not here. So all three phases and two key members of the coaching staff were not here. So nobody in that locker room down there is going to complain about 22 to 10. They just simply are not. Right, you look at Brian Hartline, for example, who's been out, we believe, since like Monday, and you have two new receivers in Julian uh, Fleming and, and Jamison Williams who really have to step up, and they're not being coached by their coach all week long. And these things matter. I mean, I, I understand there is the, the fan side of Ohio State football, which is the Buckeyes are the best team in the country every year, most talented. It shouldn't matter that much, but things do matter. And, you know, kudos to Trey Sermon, as I said, Master T got hurt in the game and Trey had to, to step up and obviously he did. 
Justin Fields played his worst game as a Buckeye. Um, the the defensive line down two defensive ends. Tyler Friday, Javante Jean Baptiste not playing. You know, it, Justin Hilliard. What can you say? Like, I, I just think that there's not enough celebration of what they're achieving despite the circumstances because everyone wants a national title or bust, and I get that. I really do, but like perspective is really really valuable right now yeah and and so we'll, we'll do that justin hilliard today uh was fantastic he had the key interception that game could have gone very differently that first drive of the third quarter northwestern's coming out they had all the momentum um they're about to punch it in they'd hit a couple big plays and right before the play and i turned uh i was sitting next to bill landis in the press box and i didn't say it out loud but i was thinking it. i said that's not a good matchup over there, Justin Hilliard is out there on an island in coverage. Is basically cornerback on on tight end, basically. I mean, linebacker on tight end. He's playing cornerback. I thought that's got to be where this football's going. Justin Hilliard goes up and makes the most important play of his career. Uh, he also re- recovers the fumble later. He was everywhere making tackles today. A uh, couple tackles for loss. After six years, think about that, and, and too many injuries to even name to play like that. Uh, I thought long and hard about giving him the MVP award. I wish that this was like other bowl games where they give one right. on offense and defense because he does not he's not going to get enough credit or remembered maybe for the way that Trey Sermon will in this game. Um, but Justin Hilliard, I mean, enjoy your celebration, my man, because you earned it. Yeah, everyone, you know I love Justin Hilliard. Uh, just as a person, his family is great. The, the things that he's had to go through in these last six years and to get that opportunity because Baron Browning, who's had to go through so much of his own stuff, is out. Uh, it's just... You know, again, I, I, I'm going to keep beating that horse, I think. But, like, perspective matters. And the Buckeyes are a day away from finding out their fate as far as the college football playoff. We both firmly believe that they're going to be in the playoff no matter what happens with Clemson and Notre Dame, no matter what happens with Alabama, Florida. Um, yeah, I know that there's going to be those people who think that A&M should be in over them. But, again, that's tomorrow's conversation. Um, celebrate. I mean, <laughs> We're a week before Christmas. We have no idea where we're going to be spending the next two weeks. Yeah. It's it's a good day for Buckeyes fans. Four straight Big Ten title. In To win this game with, again, Justin Fields playing the worst game of his life. Ryan Day seeming to be... I would say that was the worst uh, play-calling game that he's had in his career at Ohio State. Uh, totally agree. I think he was trying to do way too much, trying to get way too cute for whatever reason. It was obvious from the very beginning of the game that the Buckeyes were going to be able to run the ball down Northwestern's throats if they wanted to. Um, And for some reason, I think maybe it's because he wanted Justin to get into a rhythm and wanted him to start to feel comfortable. I think the one thing that, like, maybe we're not talking about, Chris Olave is more than just a really good receiver. He is the security blanket. Garrett Wilson is, like, the superstar, the flashy play guy. But Chris Olave is the, okay, I know where he's going to be every play. I know he's going to be open. And if I'm in trouble, I look to him. There were multiple times in this game when Julian Fleming playing Olave's position was open and Justin Fields didn't throw the ball to him. And I think it's just because he doesn't have that trust. And you take away that security blanket and you see a quarterback that looked a little bit skittish for the first time in a long time. All right. Well, Justin Fields and the sprained thumb or strain, however that that turns out, he's going to get some medical attention on that. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Big 10, I talked to Kevin Warren on Friday. Seemed to be, I left that conversation thinking that the rule uh, for COVID protocol would change. Uh, The Big 10 rule will apply to Ohio State in the college football playoff. That is a conversation for Sunday or Monday. Where is the Rose Bowl going to be played? 
We'll talk about all of that later. For now, we're going to wrap up a very loud and really uh, sorry about all that horn heavy uh, edition of Rapid Reaction, brought to you by Buyers Welcome Auto. Welcome to 2020. On this note, hey. We're trying to get through it just like the Buckeyes did out anything, here. Anything can happen this year. 22 to 10, Ohio State are the four-time consecutive Big Ten champions. The college football playoff selection show is tomorrow uh, as the Buckeyes wait for the next step, that next mission, as they call it. He's Burn. I'm Austin Ward. This has been Rapid Reaction brought to you by Byers Auto. Stay with us at LettermanRow.com.